0: You're listening to the Quince Podcast.
1: This time around marks a year to the deadly second wave of COVID. While 5.2 lakh people lost their lives to the virus in India since 2020, there have been many repercussions of this pandemic. And this episode of the Big Story is not going to be about the headline making news. It's going to be about an issue which is very close to us here at the Quint. Two years since the onset of COVID, India's schools have almost completely reopened, but millions of underprivileged students aren't going to be returning to schools anytime soon. <laughs>
2: कभी-कभी बहुत बुरा लगता है रोना आता है बहुत बुरा फील होता है और कभी-कभी लगता है कि छोड़ो घर में थोड़ी प्रॉब्लम भी है वो भी तो देखनी है मेरे अलावा कौन है जो देखेगा मैं 2 साल से स्कूल नहीं गई बहुत अजीब सा फील होता है स्कूल में मस्ती करते थे याद आता है लॉकडाउन में
3: मतलब पैसे नहीं थे का नहीं चल रहा
1: The voices that you just heard belong to Kajal, Zainab, Natasha, Rinki and her younger sister Pinky. All school-aged girls who were forced to drop out of their studies because of the pandemic and poverty. And we at The Quint wanted to look into this long-term impact of COVID on girls' education through our video series – Larkihu Parnachatihu, India's girls out of School. If you look at the data, according to UNESCO, almost 1.8 billion students globally have been affected by school closures in the pandemic. Around 3,20 million of them are in India alone, and out of this at least 158 million are female students. And it's not just this UNESCO data. Ever since India started relying on digital classes for school students from 2020 onwards, there have been several parallel surveys and analysis to shed light on who have been impacted the most by the school closures during COVID and how. And most of these surveys and data point to the one fact that girls, especially from caste and economic minorities, became the bigger casualties of this pandemic. So we decided to go to the faces behind these numbers and meet the girls whose dreams have been shattered, whose lives have been altered and whose childhoods have been lost. You won't find their stories in the mainstream media. So we wanted to bring up this issue into the limelight. You're tuned in to The Big Story and in this episode, we'll bring before you the stories of some of these girls. I'm your host, Shawbury. Although education is a fundamental right of every child in India, more often than not, it becomes a privilege for girl children. Even before the pandemic, the school dropout rate and enrollment rate for girl children was a big area of concern in India. Sometimes it's poverty, other times it's puberty or gender norms or caste. But the problem has been a constant. Let me paint you a picture with some stark data on girls' education before the onset of the pandemic. According to a World Bank report from 2018, Globally, 9 out of 10 girls complete their primary education, but only 3 out of 4 complete their lower secondary education. In India, the highest dropout rates were seen in classes 8 and 9, which is roughly the age when a girl hits puberty. A report by the National Commission for Protection of Child Rights from the same year stated that 39.4% girls aged between 15 to 18 years dropped out of schools and colleges, and of the girls who dropped out, 64.8% were pushed out of education because they were forced to take on household chores or engaged in begging. The annual survey of education report from 2017 also found out that 32% of girls were not enrolled in schools compared to 28% boys. The report also said that there were measures to bridge that gap in primary level education but it was largely lacking in secondary level education which meant that once a girl dropped out, she was likely to find it difficult to re-enter school. And this was the situation before the pandemic. Goes without saying that the existing factors only exacerbated further in the past two years. Kajal, who's an 18-year-old girl, had to drop out of class 10 to pursue a job. My colleague Sadiq Atiwari met her in a home in Delhi's Madanpur, Khadur. Her mother works as a house help. Her father, who worked in a courier company, lost his job after the pandemic struck. And Kajal, who's the eldest among her four siblings, had to quit her education two years back in 2020 to support her family. Unfortunately, a few weeks after the Queen spoke to her, Kajal also lost the job that she had gotten after quitting school. Now, school and education are just stories of the past that she reminisces on.
3: After lockdown came to me. I was in a job that I had to do. I was in a job that I had to do. I was in a job that I had to do. इस की जरूरत है पैसों की जरूरत है मेरे स्कूल में बहुत अच्छे मार्क्स आ जाते और मैं आगे आगे नर्स बनकर मैं दूसरों की हेल्प कर सकूं मैं कर सकती थी सुबह-सुबह youtube में थोड़ा काम-वम करती थोडा जलेली घर का फिर तैयार होकर अपने ऑफिस चली जाती हूं
1: उसके बाद फिर का हां
3: बर्तन बर्तन मतलब खाना तो मम्मी जब तो बना ही लेते हैं फिर घर का काम करके हम लोग लेट जाते हैं मजे अब होते ही नहीं है मजे क्या करेंगे <laughs> स्कूल जाती थी तब कुछ घर में बात करना कि आज स्कूल में ऐसा हुआ था मैम ने ऐसा कहा ऐसा कहा सब चीज बताती थी मैं अब तो कुछ भी नहीं है कुछ आई नहीं कुछ बताने के लिए करना पसंद था मैं वो ज्यादा ना मजाक पसंद नहीं है किसी से बात करना इतना अच्छा लगता मुझे पढ़ाई करना बहुत अच्छा लगता जब मैं स्कूल जाती थी जब जब मैं कुछ करके दिखाती थी मैं, मैं मेरे पे प्राइड कर करती थी इसलिए मेरे को बहुत अच्छा लगता था सुनने में कि काजल ने करा है मेरे को बहुत अच्छा लगता अब तो कोई भी कुछ नहीं मम्मी कोटी में जाती है इसलिए बुरा लगता है ना मुझे कि मम्मी कोटी में जाती है नहीं मैं घर ये चीज नहीं चाहती मैं कि मम्मी मेरी कोठी में काम करे मुझे पढ़ाई इसलिए जरूरी लगती है कि मम्मी की तरह दूसरी जगह कोटीयों में काम काम करना पड़े मम्मी ने पढ़ाई करी है, होती है आगे तो फिर हम लोग इस इस दौर पे नहीं होते आज मैम कि कमजोर मत बनो As unemployment
1: levels rose, pushing close to 75 million Indians into poverty, no money in the house meant no money for school fees, no money for phones or computers or internet to keep up with online classes. And this economic impact of COVID was felt disproportionately in the education sector. For instance, more rural children were likely to drop out of schools than urban children. More socially underprivileged children were likely to drop out than those who are not. And more girls ended up dropping out than boys. And like Kajal, there are at least 10 million. Yes, 10 million girls in India who could drop out of secondary education due to COVID, according to data provided by the Right to Education Forum. And 1.6 million girls in India aged between eleven to fourteen years are already currently out of school. This means that it's not just education that they're being deprived of, rather, they're at the risk of repercussions of losing out on education, be it early marriage, early pregnancy, and economic instability. Now listen to Natasha and Zainab's stories. Both are 18-year-old girls who dropped out of school in 2020 when money got tight in their family.
2: मेरे को 10th के बाद इसलिए मैंने पढ़ाई छोड़ी क्योंकि पैसों की थोड़ी हो गई थी और इसीलिए मुझे उस मेरा मन था कि मैं कम से कम 12th तो कर ही लूं। कहा रहने दो बहुत पढ़ लिया पढ़ के भी क्या करना है रहन दो। छोड़ दो पढ़ाई तुम्हारे रहन दो I was सुबह पहले उठती थी, lot of नाश्ता बनाती थी, able to करती थी, lot जाते थे, who were able to get a lot of people who were able to get a lot था। अब घर से जॉब, जॉब से to get स्कूल जा रही
1: हैं? नहीं, to
2: get a क्लास में मतलब फ्रेंड की फ्रेंड थी क्लासमेट थी तो उसकी मतलब घर में थोड़ी बात हो गई होगी तो बस वो 15 साल की थी उसकी शादी करवा दी गई क्योंकि हमारे में ना छोटे में शादी दे देते हैं
0: इसने.
1: तो तुमको डर लगता है कि अगर पढ़ाई
3: नहीं तो अगर स्कूल नहीं गई तो शादी करा क्योंकि मम्मी नहीं दूंगी शादी नहीं
1: करना
3: क्योंकि हमारे में ना मतलब कोई भी अगर मतलब जॉब करता हो पढ़ता हो तो उन उन, उन लोगों मतलब सो इतनी छोटी सोच है ना कि मतलब बेटी कुछ ना करे बस घर पे रहे उन लोगों की इतनी छोटी सोच है
1: Zainab's father, who's a rack picker, also told the Quinn that even though her teachers would say that his daughter needs to continue the education, he didn't have the money to buy a smartphone for online classes. Her parents say that there was no other option but for Zainab to drop out of school. Now she's worried that she'll be married off. Tabassam Sheikh from Mumbai's Kovandi area also shared the same fate as the other girls. She and her siblings dropped out of school soon after their mother lost her job as a security guard in a mall after the lockdown. Tabasam recounted to the Queen's gender reporter, Maitri Ramesh, about how carefree she was in school, how she danced at school events, and how she was preparing to give her class 10 exams and how she wanted to be a police officer. Instead of living that life, Tabisam had to become a COVID caretaker in a hospital where she cleaned toilets, took care of patients infected with the virus in order to support her family. She says that it's not her mother's fault. It's the pandemic that shattered her dreams.
0: When
3: you go to school, how and end? do? When school, a very, very और स्कूल जाना फिर स्कूल में जो पढ़ाई होती थी और सर मैडम जो जो सिखाते थे वो सब अच्छे से ध्यान से पढ़ना सब सीखना और स्कूल की यादें तो बहुत याद आती है और फिर घर पे आना फिर से पढ़ाई करना क्लास में जाना बहुत अच्छा लगता था
1: The situation is dire but not irreparable. I invited my colleague, Maitri Ramesh, who shot the video from Govandi and covers girls and women for Quint, to join me in the podcast today. Maitri, I'll get straight to the point here. Can you tell us what is to be done at this point to get girls back to school at a policy level?
0: Yeah, thank you, Shorburi, for having me. Uh, So I think one of the first things that policymakers and the government needs to realize is to First, recognize the problem. I think that's where the fault lies. We have, we as a government, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both at the center and the state level, have not recognized that girls are not returning. Uh, back to school like you know at par with the pre-pandemic levels but uh, Mm. that said we should also not you know see this uh, girls not returning to school as an isolated issue they are not returning due to various reasons like you know even if you make education free we have to recognize Mm. that girls are not being uh, you know uh, being sent back to schools because they are engaged in employment now because someone Mm. uh, who was an earning member in the family has passed away due to covid girls are also mm-hmm. not returning uh, to schools because they are being married off because you know in india it is perceived so-called uh perception is there that the girl children uh are like burden to their parents uh, mm-hmm. so uh these are like sort of related issues that should be recognized in order to also make sure that girls are returning back to school uh but that said uh one of the Uh, points that came up in our conversation earlier was also how there are lack of bridge courses uh, you know when it comes to secondary education like you Mm, know after mm. fifth standard when uh, students are returning back to school after a gap Mm. of two years of digital education what is being done you know at the school level what is being done at a very decentralized level to make sure that uh, the students have caught up with what has been going on and what is being taught for the last two years. So uh, one example uh, that I would like to take here is the case of the Tamil Nadu government, which had like Mm -hmm. volunteers uh, in every area in every colony they had invited they had called for volunteers who can actually you know gather six seven students and teach them and it's sort of like a tutorial if i can say so um Mm -hmm. so you know this all this was done beyond school hours to also ensure that you know students from a particular colony who are studying in the same class are also caught up uh, you know, with what is going on elsewhere. So right. uh, that I think is, is a model that is also easy to replicate, like at, hmm. you know, a very decentralized level. So recently, uh, the Kendra Vidalia had announced that, you know, across India, it will be, uh, they will open up schools which are completely free for COVID orphans. Such policies can also be thought of for girls who are not returning to school, not just at a center level, but you know, Mm. at every state government level. So I think these are some of the things that can be, uh, you know, brought into our policy making and should very seriously be thought about to bring girls back to school.
1: Maitri, can you share with us how the process was to finding these girls who had dropped out of school? Uh, where did you go? What did you have to do to gain that trust to, you know, get them to tell their stories to us? Yeah,
0: so it was a very, very long process to even find Uh, students uh, and girls who have dropped out of school not because you know they are rare in numbers but because of the main fact that uh, you know uh, often very often parents and even the girls themselves they internalize that it is their fault that Mm. they have not returned to school after the pandemic they Mm. do not realize that you know it is because of the government it is because of lack of policies that are inclusive to bring these children back to school that you know they have not returned Mm. so um yeah i personally i had to visit at least two, three, uh, you know, areas in and around Pune and Mumbai, did a mm-hmm. day long recce, spent a lot of time with, you know, girls who have, uh, you know, dropped out of school during the pandemic and have not returned. But the biggest concern and the biggest you know obstacle that I had in convincing them to speak was because a lot of them thought that uh, you know it was their fault it was their financial situation that was not letting them go back to schools so uh, I had to spend a lot of time also like explaining to them that, you know, uh, they are not going to school, not because it is their fault. The parents are not sending them to school, not because their parents have like an internal motivation. In fact, you know, most of the parents I met uh, really, really wanted to send their girls to school. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the biggest part you know to sort of convince all the stakeholders there that you know it is uh that they have to sort of like talk about it uh the second thing uh, you know which i again found a little difficult was to gain their trust now most mm. of the uh children here are you know between like uh 10 to 14 years of age so mm. how do i gain their trust how do i tell them that, you know, it is okay for them to tell their stories. Uh, And that was something that I had to work on. Uh, We had to frame questions in certain way. And, you know, we had to get to know the girls well in advance before we even like, approach them, you know, we do not practice the sort of journalism where we just go and put mics in front of their faces. So we really Hmm. Uh, worked on getting to know these girls, then coming up with a detailed shoot plan, and to make them most comfortable in telling their story. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, one instance that I want to talk about again uh, about Falaksha, who is um, an eight-year-old child from Govandi in Mumbai, from where my story is based out of. Uh, when I went to meet her there was a tuition class that was happening right next door to her house. So Mm. there was this teacher sitting with like a bunch of girls and boys her age. And, you know, the teacher was just having like a regular tuition class. And when I entered like her building, the first thing I saw was her standing outside uh, and just peeping into the class saying hi, Mm. hello to like, you know, the kids who were coming for the tuition class. But it was such a stark image that, you know, she could not enter such a space and she could not be a part of the children who were learning so you know how do you convince a 10 year old how do you make a 10 year old trust you to tell her story and everything Mm. that is going on you know inside her mind Mm. uh another thing that I found very interesting and also sad when I met these girls were um that you know going to school is more than just education it is more than just sitting in a classroom and learning you know for a lot of girls it's about the freedom to just go out you know yeah the freedom to be with uh, to friends also... yeah exactly the freedom to be themselves you know they are in a space where they are not anybody's sister they are not anybody's daughter or granddaughter so I think more than that the older girls that I spoke to for example Tabassum was a class 10 pass out but she could not join Uh, the 11th class because she had to drop out during the pandemic. And uh, she actually also worked as a COVID caretaker Mm. in a hospital in Mumbai. Mm. So, Mm. you know, she said that all I wanted to do was to laugh with my friends. But, you know, I was taking care of COVID patients. I was cleaning the toilet. This is not the life that I... Not the childhood that
1: she, you know, should get.
0: Exactly. So she kind of lost out on, you know, two precious years which she could have spent with her friends, just getting to, you know, just growing up among like-minded people. So, yeah, so it for a lot of them, it it was also more than just losing out on education. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one of the aspects. Another story that we have, uh, a story that is just going to come out on the Quint is a story uh, from Jaipur. Now, here is a very unique story where our uh, reporter, Tabina Anjum, has uh, looked at girls who were married off during the pandemic. Now, again, uh, she has met this really moving case study of a minor girl who was married off during the pandemic and who also gave birth to her child during the same period. And she has spoken to us about how Uh, she was not able to feed the baby because she did not have enough to eat herself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, as I also mentioned before, we should not see these stories and this entire series as just girls losing out on education. It is just much more than that. It is the loss of freedom for so many. It is the loss of childhood. And it is the loss of dreams and you know. Nutrition,
1: uh, as you as you mentioned in the story, nutrition and malnourishment.
0: Exactly. Also, uh, yeah, you you are absolutely right. Because girls who are also going to government schools will, you know, also be enrolled in the midday meal program. So yeah, they have lost out on just so much. And also, like, you know, there was, um, when I uh, went to shoot in Govandi with the team, uh, I had zeroed in on two case studies. And you know, I was Going with a plan that I will get these two girls to speak to us. Mm-hmm. But when I uh went there, I also want to give our listeners a view of what kind of area Govandi is. It is um it is one of the lesser privileged areas in Mumbai. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh I also got to realize when we were shooting, there were so many people who were coming and telling us that. Our child has also, you know, uh, not gone to school after the pandemic. Is there anything you can do to help us? You know, there were girls who were almost, you know, going to pass out of 12th standard and then had to sort of back out due to financial situation. And that's how I came across Mariam, whose story again is very moving because her father became bedridden during the pandemic. And the mother at the age of, 55 had to take on the burden of the household she was working as a domestic worker and uh, mariam was you know helping her mother in various you know opportunities that the mother got and had to completely drop out of school and the teacher apparently asked her that why do you not have the means to get smartphones so you know these are very like it might seem like a very small thing but these are things that change people's life. so in an area like govandi which is right here in mumbai which is the financial capital of india so there were so many more stories you know that were there in that area beyond the stories that we have told so also look at if we look at india on on whole sometimes i wonder like you know how many girls are there like that if we can find so many stories in mumbai what about the areas that are not so absolute hinterland Exactly, yeah, yeah, absolute hindle. How do we tell those stories? Because, and we really want to reach out to those areas and we really want to tell stories of girls from there as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And we've also just gotten word that one of the girls that you had interviewed, uh, eight year old Falak Shah from Mumbai, is going back to school. So, Maitri, would you like to share this quint impact story with our listeners?
0: Yes, of course. So, we're very, very happy to inform that Falak Shah. Uh, who was actually in class two when the pandemic started. She was forced to drop out of school because her dad lost his job. And uh, he had to, uh, you know, take in other forms of employment and he could not uh, sustain the family enough to send Falak to school. So, you know, this was a family that was struggling to have three meals a day during Mm. the pandemic. And sending their daughter to school was really not on their priority list. So it was, you know, when I met her, uh, she told me this one line that I think has really stuck with me. You know, she said that all my friends have moved on to class four, but I am Mm -hmm. still in class two. So I think it was so heartbreaking. Uh, But uh, yeah, so after the video was out, uh, the India Cares Foundation came forward and they said that they would like to sponsor Falak Shah's education and uh, right now she has been enrolled in another school and uh, she'll be starting, uh, you know, uh, her fourth standard like, you know, she wanted to be in in this June. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: That's great. That's great. But finally, also, let's talk about what we can do. You know, how, how can us citizens or the Quince listeners aid these girls to get back to school?
0: So there are two things that our listeners can do one is to support us to tell such stories. So, uh, you know, uh, telling these stories, finding these case studies, convincing them to, you know, trust us and tell us their stories involves a lot of time. It involves a lot of effort and also much post-production expenses. So, you know, Mm -hmm. one way that the listeners can support us is by supporting the Quint to tell more such stories. And uh, Mm -hmm. if you want to directly support the girls and help them return to schools, you can write to us at at com, and we will get back to you with the details of the girls so that you can uh, support them to return back to schools.
1: Okay, thank you, Maitri.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: Let me also tell you that we are doing many more stories around this issue from Rajasthan, from West Bengal, from the Northeast, and we need your support. If you want to help us tell these stories, you can go to the Quinn website and click on support special projects and you'll find all the details there. And as I wrap up this episode today, let me also tell you that we are planning something newer, bigger and better for the Big Story Podcast. We'll share the details with you soon, so watch out for this space. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check
1: out our other podcasts.